0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and Wealth Solution Services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum by Sheward & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas.
1: From Mansurs on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with the editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Not so long ago, they used to roll up the sidewalks in downtown Baton Rouge at 5 o'clock, or so the saying went. And that wasn't far from the truth. Today, however, downtown is a burgeoning district, home not only to new state office buildings and law firms, but apartments, restaurants, museums and galleries, and even a distillery. The diversity is attracting a vibrant class of young artists and entrepreneurs who are bringing life to this once sleepy area. Walter Tharp is the president and owner of that distillery, Cane Land Distilling Company, which makes rum and other whiskey products from sugar cane grown right across the river from Baton Rouge on the Alma Plantation and Sugar Mill, which is owned by Walter's family. Walter hatched the idea of opening the distillery while attending a party at a wedding of the owners of the famed rum company Ron Zacapa in Guatemala. Other owners of sugar mills were there at the wedding, and, and one common question emerged from the conversations. You have a sugar mill, but you don't make rum. Walter's initial thought was, well, just because we make sugar doesn't mean we make candy bars. But the more he thought about it, the more sense it made. Walter launched the company in 2013, but it would be more than four years before Caneland opened for business. Today it is open and doing great so far. Walter's here with me to tell me the story. Thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch.
3: Thanks, Stephanie. It's great to be here. Joining
2: me at the table with Walter is Rodnina Hart, an artist and a facilitator of others' art. She's the exhibitions manager at the Louisiana Art and Science Museum, which has been one of the key attractions downtown since the 1990s. Rodnina juggles her duties with those of being curator at the healthcare gallery off of Jefferson Highway, and in her free time, she also serves as a freelance curator for one-off art shows of local artists. Rodnina is active in the Baton Rouge art scene. She grew up here and had her first solo show at the age of 14. She went on to study art at Baton Rouge High and then at LSU and previously worked at the LSU Gallery, downtown at the Shaw Center for the Arts. Rodnina, you're a creative force in this community and an agent for change, and I know you have a lot of ideas about what we're doing right here and, and what we can do better, an important conversation to have. So thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, Walter, I want to start with you because your background is in business, actually. You started out your career like in the software Software world, selling high-end software to corporate customers. What made you leave that to come back? Was it just the idea sparked at this wedding party, or had you been thinking about leaving already?
3: Well, no, actually, I was asked to leave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh, I was uh, a victim of uh, a job cut with my old company. So, uh, the I wound up going down to Guatemala, and uh, a couple of weeks after I was let go from my job, and. Uh, The idea was hatched down there and started working on it right afterwards, actually. So great.
2: So where do you start when you come up with an idea like that? You obviously had the raw material, but not much else.
3: That's pretty much it. I I really um, started attending various uh, distilling conferences around the country and networked with people that uh, knew what they were doing. Um, And uh, so just kind of put the pieces together. Uh, Of course, we had the agricultural resource in Alma, and the sugar mill, and uh, so we tied in folks that really know distillation, and uh, they took uh, the raw materials and, and and translated them into excellent uh, spirits.
2: You have a partner in the business, or a couple of partners, or um, it was pretty much just it's you. It's just me. Okay. Did your parents think you were crazy when you came home and said, "Guess what we're doing with the sugar cane"? Yeah, I got I got, <laughs> I, got,
3: I, got I got a lot of that, but um, you know it it was pretty challenging I mean there's a lot of regulatory uh, there's a lot of laws that are, that are prohibitive to opening open up a business like this in a hurry so that was that was the, a lot of the difficulty uh, finding proper zoning and location so um, it took a long time uh, four years to get up and running
2: yeah that is a long time but I guess you have to you have to make the product and distill it and that doesn't happen overnight it's not like coca-cola
3: Correct, and you actually can't you can't start distilling until you have all the uh, legal issues out of the way, which of course, that, that took a long time, but um, yeah, it was, it was pretty challenging. Well,
2: I want to hear more details, but Rodnina, like Walter, you were also in business for several years before finding an opportunity to work in the arts. You did clerical work for a petrochemical company. How did you make the jump from your position there to your dream job, I suppose, at the LASM? Uh, well, it's really funny.
1: Um, The longer I worked there, the more people sequestered me and asked me, what are you doing here? Why aren't you working in the arts? Um, In fact, uh, when I was there, they put me in charge of a a large uh, fundraising effort for uh, the arts here in Baton Rouge. So whenever the opportunity came, I worked at the uh, LSU Museum of Art uh, Mm -hmm. for a number of years, and then I was able to come on over uh, to the Louisiana Art and Science Museum whenever that position came available. And
2: the LASM is just a wonderful resource oh, I love it. in this community. So much. And and I always thought it was interesting the way that they had art and science. I Absolutely. mean because most museums try to be either one or the other Precisely. or historical. But does mean, that present a challenge in terms of like defining its mission of what it wants to be? Well, there's so much
1: an overlap in art and science. A lot of times we try to figure out, well, what's the difference? How uh, can we focus on something singularly? But in working with uh, the art and science museum, some things are pure art, some things are pure science, but a lot is that overlap. Where that lies is where we do a lot of our exhibitions.
2: And so do you decide what the exhibitions will be? Do you go out and procure the work or you know, arrange to borrow it? Or
1: I work with the curator. Um, she will come up with the concept for the exhibition. And then we both uh, com- we discuss and figure out how to make it a reality. Um, what is the physical uh, space going to be? How do we interact with it? Um, I do everything from fi- uh, figuring out the mounts and... Um, the colors for the walls, uh, general layout, um, just how the atmosphere, how is the guest uh, experience going to Come through whenever someone's interacting with the artwork. The
2: really fun, creative stuff. Yeah, I get
1: to do the fun stuff. <laughs>
2: That's great. Well, well, speaking of making things come together, Walter, you, you've alluded to the regulatory challenges you faced
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> several times, and even on your on your website, you allude to it. What what was so difficult? Was it just a state of Louisiana thing? Is it federal alcohol control well, laws it's, or it's everything?
3: All of the above, to be quite honest. So it's uh, you know Louisiana is a little bit more prohibitive than most other states, um, but. Uh, working with uh, local officials as well as federal, and then you have everything uh, on down from there. So uh, the ATC, the ABC, the the TTB, and so (laughs) on and so forth. So uh, mountains of paperwork.
2: Where do you all actually make your rum and other products? Is it right there at the downtown distillery?
3: Yes, on 760 St. Philip Street, uh, right next to uh, the 13th Gate Mm -hmm. and the Belle Baton Rouge. So we're smack dab in the middle of Middle of downtown,
2: and and you've got giant distilling facilities where you
3: we do so process we
2: have, it there, and then it it sits for a while. It ages at all? Or
3: correct. How? So we um, of course we get all of our raw materials from Pointe pe Parish uh, Alma uh, Sugar Mill, and so there at Alma they produce uh, geez 400 million pounds of sugar annually, as well as 10 million gallons of molasses. So it's wow. quite a bit of. Uh, <laughs> quite quite a quite a resource to have but so uh, we go and pick up our materials on a weekly basis bring them back to the distillery where we start the fermentation process and uh, then uh, go into distillation and we have various uh, aging programs in which we put some spirits away some are unaged that we uh, bottle and uh, serve at our distillery our tasting room Um, and then others we we put away and you know we'll crack them open in a year or two or Five or ten, and and see how they are. See how they are. So
2: your signature product, your flagship, is your Cane Land rum.
3: Correct. We have three types of rum. We have um, our Parade rum, uh, which is a spiced, uh, and then we have our Parade uh, Silver, um, which is kind of a Cuban style rum. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have a sugar vodka that's made from 100% sugar, and we have Red Stick uh, Cinnamon uh, Rum which of course is named after Baton Rouge.
2: Um, and then you also have a product called Rum Agricole. Correct. What so, is that? That's an um, older, yeah, unique a, sort of...
3: So uh, our, our real niche in uh, distillation and, and the spirits industry is the fact that we own the entire process. So from planting the sugar cane, to farming it, to milling it, turning it into sugar and molasses, uh... and ultimately fermentation and distillation we own that entire process which is pretty unique you hear about it in wine quite a uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit but in spirits it's it's very unique so uh... the agricole piece of that is um, so most rums are spelled r-u-m and indicates that it's a molasses based rum r-h-u-m uh... is a french designation that indicates that it's made from fresh pressed cane juice uh... and so the reason that that's pretty rare is because uh, um, the agricole, the fresh pressed cane juice, is only available during uh, harvest of the sugar cane, and it starts to ferment almost, uh, you know, within a handful of hours after it's pressed. So, uh, essentially, it, it spoils. Yeah. So you have to get it into fermentation uh, pretty quickly. So uh, that's our our unique uh, uh, spin on on. Uh, the entire uh, spirits industry. Uh, And there's only two other producers in the United States. In the whole country? Correct. Uh, One is in uh, Hawaii and the other is in um, South Carolina. And uh, those guys are hand-feeding a a mill, and they can produce a couple hundred bottles uh, annually. We're already the largest producer in the United States. And uh, what kind of of volume are you all doing? Oh, gosh, we have about 40 barrels right now. 12,000 bottles. 12,000 bottles, okay. Yeah. Excellent. So far. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so, well, speaking
2: of volume, um, Rodnina, How? what kind of numbers does the LASM do? How many visitors do you all get um, every year, and is that growing? Has it been static? Uh, uh, I mean, what are you all atr- doing to attract new ones?
1: Uh, we we see millions of kids.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: we are constantly um, inundated with wonderful little rambunctious children. (laughs) And it's really, really great. Um, And that's only growing. Uh, We are very excited about future programs that we have uh, that will be featuring uh, new educational and also uh, public relation kind of um, events. But uh, we
2: have quite a few field trips. Is your art is your art primarily? I know the science and the planetarium, of course, mm-hmm. that's primarily targeted at kids. Well, what well Is the them? art,
1: though, both for adults and children? Absolutely. Uh, we try to make everything as inclusive as possible, yeah. uh, being sure to um, have something for all ages. Yeah. Uh, some are visual, some things are um, more text-based but everyone will find something that they'll find interesting it's definitely geared towards a a great family event
2: you're listening to out to lunch i'm stephanie regal we're visiting with rodnina hart of the louisiana art and science museum and walter thorpe of caneland distilling now i wanted to ask y'all about downtown and being downtown i know you're sort of on the edge of downtown. both of y'all are sort of on the edges of downtown but i mean there's been so much change there even in just the years since you started planning this absolutely what do you see going on down there and how conducive a venue location is it for businesses and institutions such as yours? We've seen so much
1: growth. Um, uh, because I am from here and I can remember as a child coming downtown and you pretty much would come to maybe the theater and uh, you'd see a, a ballet performance and then you'd go home. Now you can spend the entire night there Uh, You can go to uh, one of the many wonderful bars or restaurants. Um, You can uh, see this immersion in um, all of these wonderful options that Mm -hmm. you you now have. The um, Shaw Center is a wonderful draw. Um, there's just so much to do that instead of leaving, uh, you can now stick around and really, like, make a whole night of it. And then maybe stay at a hotel if you had too many.
2: Has, <laughs> has it been beneficial for y'all, Walter, to be there? Or would it have been easier to be out on Segan Lane?
3: No, I, we love being downtown Baton Rouge. We think it's uh, hopefully contributed to, to the, the um, the movement of uh, making Baton Rouge a great place to, to, to come downtown and spend an evening and have a good time. Um, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you'd go downtown and everything was boarded up. Yes. I mean, it was, yes. it was, uh, there was nothing to do really. Right. You'd go down, go to church, and then yeah, you'd, you'd go back home.
2: Yeah. Do you all get like a lot of walk-up business in the tasting room or is it sort of more of a destination at this point? it's a little bit
3: of a destination still I mean we you know the, the uh, 13th gate the haunted house is, is next to us so we get uh, they've been great to us uh, all of our neighbors have been uh, really welcoming and trying to help us uh, be successful in, in every way possible but it is still a bit more of a destination mm-hmm. and in the tasting room you serve
2: obviously your rums and products to taste Correct. any food or you all have um, parties there we, do or events? Have, we have
3: food trucks that, uh, that come up and, and uh, we have parties as well we have events we do tours uh, uh, daily actually we're, we're closed on Monday and Tuesday so the guys can do all their production and bottling and whatnot Uh, But all the other days, we're available for tours.
2: Fantastic. Well, let's take a break from business for just a minute and switch gears. This is part of the show that we call Another Great Idea. So maybe you've got a friend who's always pitching you an idea, somebody you should have coffee with or an investment opportunity you should check out, and sometimes they turn out to be great ideas and sometimes they don't. Can you think of an example in your life where you have had one of these experiences? Did you follow your friend's advice and are you glad you did or maybe you should (laughs) have... Not
3: well, uh, you know that's that's a, that's a tricky one. I probably, um, you know, I've I'm a big big sports guy, I guess, and so I've always um, been a, a competitor and uh you know been uh, willing to take risks. And so, my, you know, philosophy is is really you know, don't be afraid to fail uh because you will uh and and you just learn from that and move on. But, um, you know, that's that's it's kind of um. My philosophy Mm -hmm. in going forward in business is is always to to give it a try. And if it doesn't work, well, you know, sharpen up and come back and try something else.
2: Were there early failures with Caneland? Um, Maybe some stumbling blocks? We had some
3: stumbling blocks um, due to some of the legality. um, But uh, we also had, um, as you know, we had a a piece of property over on River Road that we eventually uh, sold to Braff. And so that was, uh, we had all our engineering ready to go for that property. We had, our still was uh, actually manufactured, so we had to return that oh. and start over. <laughs> oh so God. that was, that was a, about a year setback, but, um, you yeah, know, the price was right. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's done a good job for the water okay. campus to have that. And I think it's served well.
2: Yeah, well, good. Rodnina, what about you? Any advice that made a difference in your life? Absolutely. Um, one thing that...
1: Okay, so when I went to LSU, I worked overnight at uh, Louis Cafe. Oh, wow. And I also had a retail job, and I had a student worker job.
2: So you were working three jobs, including working... an overnight, and taking class. Yes. I was a Did you get to sleep student. at all? I did not sleep. Never? I did
1: not sleep. I, I don't remember sleeping for four years. So, wow. Um, That's very impressive. One of the impressive. things that, uh, after I graduated, my mom pulled me aside. She was like, okay, so you're young now. You're not always going to be. I'm gonna need you to rest. And it was such a a simple thing. Uh, It was like, no, 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 I can go forever. Sleep is for dead people. (laughs) No, but um, just the reminder of uh, self-care, the fact that I'm very ambitious and I wanna do a million things. And sometimes I'll neglect sleep or whatever um, to get that thing done. But remembering that I have to take time for myself and that I need to recharge uh, because uh, as another thing my mother says you cannot draw from a dry well.
2: Yeah. So. That is such excellent advice. Yes. Really cool. Well well speaking of that sort of self-care you you are involved in a lot of things oh, yes. and and besides the LASM mm-hmm. you also are a curator at, at a wellness gallery and spa. I'm not Absolutely. familiar with that. Yes. Um, with that well, organization. We-
1: the wonderful thing about this space is that um, the doctor approached me. and He's okay. an MD, um, and he said, "I can treat my patients anywhere. I really want to treat them in an art gallery. Can you make an art <laughs> gallery?" I was like, "Yeah, yes, yes. This is a thing that I can do. It's that's, that's within my skill level. Let's that's make this happen." Awesome. And he built the um, the building, or um, well, he did all the interior uh, design and architecture of that space and now we've expanded to the middle space also. Uh, so there I have all kinds of non-health related uh, emerging artists artwork. And
2: um, and how does it enhance the patient experience as supposed to be surrounded by beautiful, inspiring art? Well, relaxing. it's whole
1: body, whole mind, whole soul wellness. Yeah. Uh, so everything from microdermabrasion to yoga is done in this space. Um, It's really taking the entire person into consideration and saying, to be a healthy person, you need to be a well-rounded, whole, healthy person. And so the art is just another level. And I try to have artists that are a little bit challenging sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Like right now, we've got uh, an artist who does um, work from uh, ordinary objects Mm -hmm. and makes extraordinary art. So one of my artists has a sculpture made of hot glue. Oh, wow. Right, and she's got another one where she dipped um, uh, wires into wax, and there are lights at the end. So now you have these beautiful orbs that are more like Buddha palms.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a, a really And you just, find these artists just by being out I in the community? I talk to and, everyone. Yeah.
1: Yes, all the time.
2: I can believe <laughs> I that. Love I love
1: meeting new people, and being from Baton Rouge, I have a lot of history of yeah. doing this and knowing people. So it's rare that I go anywhere without seeing a familiar face. Yes, that's great. Oh, yeah.
2: It's uh, speaking of familiar faces and, and, and people in the community, how have y'all been received Walter at Caneland, uh, what kind of business are you doing in terms, and where do people buy your products? Is it available in stores, or just in the...
3: We're distributed by uh, Republic National Distributing Company, Mm -hmm. and we're available throughout Louisiana, and we just started uh, distribution in Florida as well. Really? Uh, Yeah, and we can uh, also be purchased online and shipped to, I think, like 32 states. Due to some of the, the legal issues, uh, some states don't allow that, Louisiana being one of them. Ooh. We went to Florida <laughs> to go set, set that up, so um, that's that's been a good experience.
2: That's really, that's big, though, in just, I mean, considering that you just officially opened in in yeah, early so this we, year
3: yeah we opened in may and uh we not opened. even early this year just <laughs> yeah, so, not exactly. six months ago yes. huh? we're, still, months. we're just uh churning out uh, booze and, and and trying to to sell bottles and telling people our story which uh, i think uh resonates to folks that are spirits and enthusiasts
2: and I know the craft distillery market, you know, nationwide is, is hot right now, just like craft breweries are and artisanal everything. Do you see that, um, you know, trajectory continuing to, to climb? Yeah, it's pretty much
3: it's a mirror image of the micro um, uh, brewery industry. Uh, and, you know, Louisiana has not, doesn't have very many distilleries uh, due to some of the legal issues. Uh, surrounding that, surrounding that, but that's kind of good for us. I guess that's not going to be there's not going to be that many opening, but um, other states have uh, hundreds of them. I mean, they're, they're really? really growing. So there's over. But a, not as
2: many doing rum specifically. Um, there's, a,
3: there's a good amount of them doing rum. The rum agricole is is, is kind of the rare referenced. piece. Yeah, but I think there's a like 1,200. Uh, Craft distilleries in the United States now, and and I think that number was like 400 when I got started
2: Do you all want to eventually grow? I mean nationally? I mean is your is your business plan to be? Yes, absolutely,
3: so um, we get I got requests from uh, Georgia and and all the way to France, so we have we have people uh, that are showing interest uh, internationally as well, so
1: fantastic I can definitely attest that it's a a great product. (laughs) Yes,
3: Yes. you've been in there a couple times. I've been in there,
1: yes, yes. One of the wonderful things about being part of the art community here is that the culinary, the arts, the visual, performing, all interconnected. Not only do we all drink, but there's (laughs) also a great overlap of times when uh, people like him will bring in artists or will bring in a, a different chef, or just really like open his platform to multiple uh, iterations.
2: Do you so this synergy among the arts and the creative and the yes. culinary, like you were saying, this is growing in Baton Rouge. What, oh, absolutely. what do we need to do to make it grow even more? Too? Well,
1: just pretty much uh, if you have a talent and you see an a avenue for partnership, mm-hmm. go ask. Yeah. Yeah, uh, grab a beer with someone, have a conversation, see where uh, we can be more of a community. Because that's the only way that, especially in the arts, that anything's gonna happen, that we're gonna grow, that we're gonna be successful, is if each of us kind of gets out of our comfort zone and says, oh, maybe I should try this, or I've never put this in this kind of venue, maybe it'll be a success, maybe not. But trying is absolutely essential.
2: Are we doing enough of it here?
1: I think that our arts council, and I'm on the uh, They're great. state I mean the arts, arts council, council yep. also, um, and what we're doing is just trying to encourage people to be um, as intersectional as possible, to try new things, uh, to support local, and uh, really to try and invigorate our
2: community as much as possible. And, and that's what it really takes to attract creative class professionals, you know, to a market. That's Precisely. What, that's what people want and right. that's what people, people really need. I mean, you'll get here for the job, but you'll stay for the culture. Absolutely. Where do you all want to be in, say, in five years?
3: Well, that's... Um, to think about it. but uh, no I, I see us as, as being a force in, in the spirits industry and and, and being recognized uh, primarily for our rum agricole but also also for our other spirits I think uh, you know if somebody comes in and tries them uh, we've gotten rave reviews from uh, some of the top spirits journalists in the, in the country and around the world and so I, I see us uh, really expanding and um, hopefully uh, being on uh, every bar in the country
2: so. the Bacardi of, of the future or maybe well, not that much. you want to be a little more spied I'm, <laughs> I'm
3: not gonna knock those guys but hopefully we're uh, we, we have a, a, a different uh, quality product yeah
2: All right. great
1: what about you Ron Nina um, if I could tell you I would but uh, essentially what I want to do is to continue uh, the trajectory that I have now I want to mm, impact uh, the arts and culture in Louisiana, and I want to see it grow and do whatever I can to really democratize the world of art, Uh, bring uh, people into spaces that don't normally come into art spaces and really show them that you belong here and that art is for everyone. Because I know it's, it's enriched my life in such meaningful ways that anyone who likes that kind of opportunity can also uh,
2: have that access. Well, no doubt you will succeed if you put your mind to it. Absolutely. Rodnina Hart and Walter Thorpe, you both have wonderful stories, and you're bringing so much to the community. Thanks for sharing your stories with us today on Out to Lunch. Thanks,
1: Stephanie. So. This has been great. Enjoyed it. And the food's great. Yeah,
2: <laughs> My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Walter Thorpe of Caneland Distilling and artist Rodnina Hart of the LASM. You can find out more about Walter Tharp and Randina Hart by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle. our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page, Its Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for It's Baton Rouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business
0: Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. By Shureden Associates. Legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansers is open for lunch daily from 11 until 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com.